0: Welcome to Project Star Sex, Drugs, and Relationships Laboratory. This is Janae. This is Ashton. This is Leah. And we will be talking about current issues that are affecting millennials because the struggle is definitely real. Created by millennials for millennials. We will be tuning in every Friday. So stay tuned and keep in touch. Our Instagram is Project Star underscore wellness. Our Facebook is Project Star underscore wellness, and you can also get in touch with us through our website, etpsquad.com. So, let us know what you think and hit us up.
1: So, hello everybody. Um, Welcome to episode three. Of oh. uh, Sex 4, Episode 4 of Sex, Drugs, and Relationship Podcasts. Um, today we have some special guests. Um, I want them to kind of just go around, say your name. Um, you can say just like a little blurb about what you're about. Um, usually we start with the reason for the season, like what's our self care, oh. but today we're gonna go straight into the topic and then we'll do the reason for the season at the end. So um, our first guest, Elijah.
2: Oh, well, I'm Elijah Jackson. I'm with Project Safe Horizon. Uh-huh.
0: What do Project Take Horizon do? Oh,
3: We help people that's dealing with homeless and mm-hmm. substance use. Okay. That's what's up. Awesome. Hi, I'm Eugene. i with Project AIM. Uh, and what we do is we... Uh, I'm a prevention <coughs> navigator. And what we do is we um, help navigate uh, youth... Uh, to better understand some of the possibilities to prevent um, uh, contacting AIDS and Hep C. And so that's what we do.
0: Okay. Awesome. Okay. And then, of course, for those who don't know who Project Star is, Project Star, we offer services for those who are seeking treatment and recovery and um, we offer free mental health counseling, free HIV testing, free hep C testing, and also case management services. So if you know anybody who may need any of those services or services for a Project um, Safe Horizons or Project Phases, you are more than welcome to reach out to us. So um, I guess we want to go ahead and do into the Topic, Topic? okay, Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about the lack of sex education in America. Reason being is that um, during this quarantine, I know a lot of people are having sex. Um, Some more others. Right, may not know how to put on a condom properly, don't know about certain STIs, don't know about certain STDs. Um, And one of my questions, the first question I have is, where did you find out about sex? And did your school educate you on sexual health? So anybody can answer that question. Um,
4: I think my high school. This is Ash from Project Star. Um, my high school did some classes, but not much. Most of my sex education came from my mom, and she started out with the birds and the bees. Um, when I was much younger, and they got more clinical as I got older. But I don't think uh the condom demonstrations were not shown Showing. in my house. That okay. was not something we did.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, okay.
0: So, Victoria, where did you learn your uh, education about sex from? Um, From my friends. Okay. And my school, we did not have sex education like that. I don't know if I was kind of like the last class that it kind of cut out, you know, when they teach the girls about their bodies right. and things of that nature. So, I don't know. I didn't hear about that really going on with any other schools. So... Yeah, it came from friends and that was very faulty information I had to learn as I got older. <laughs> right, right. Okay.
2: So, yep. middle school, high school and the University of Florida and of course my parents.
0: So, did they talk about in-depth like, stuff as far as like sex was or was it like more was about
2: STDs? Um, okay. High school is STDs and you know what happens if you don't use a condom bars, like babies and stuff like that. Um at UF there was more in-depth of like female condoms, male condoms, um In STIs and STDs, like what, what they look like, how can you get them, how can you get rid of them, and more ways of protecting yourself. Okay, and
1: yeah, um, for me, um, really grateful. Uh, comprehensive sex education. So. I do remember my parents, more so my mom, doing the kind of a lot of heavy lifting in terms of even just talking about like this is what your period means. Right. now, you know, like developmentally, like now, you know, you can have a child, and this is what you know, whatever, whatever. Um, school. I remember in elementary school they did a thing on like periods, and then oh, they yeah. had another thing on sex. And I remember, okay. I remember, I was like fifth grade, and I was like, what is like, blah, blah. and it was like helpful though because. You, know, you kind of had a better understanding. Yeah, when and you were young, yeah, I and mean, you didn't really know, but it was still like nice that by the time conversations and people were thinking, you were you weren't like looking, you know, out right. of nowhere. What is sex? Yeah. Right. So. so for me, I think
0: I I've, I've learned um, about sex from multiple places. Mm-hmm. Um, from home, from first, starting at home, my parents mm-hmm. definitely taught us about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, School, rarely, because they just had a textbook. So they didn't really go into details about your cycle or your reproductive system. Mm-hmm. They just talked about, like Elijah said, the STDs, the STIs, what STDs look like, what were the signs and symptoms. And that's it. Um, now at church we we used to have this group called SOS that would come out mm-hmm. and they would come and they would talk about sexual health and stuff, but it wasn't it was more geared towards abstinence, mm-hmm. you know, keeping your, you know, waiting to have sex until you get married. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're having sex before you get married, the risks are pretty much you're getting an STD, you're gonna get pregnant. So I wanna play this clip called Don't Have Sex um on mean girls and this is what america's sex education is
2: you know it's funny though like my parents they wasn't naive so they was like oh we know you're gonna have sex so here's some condoms right so, right that and that's different
0: sex. from the most norm for the u.s okay mm, yeah. so i'm getting ready to play this clip and this is what sex education is like in america
2: position don't have sex standing up just don't do it promise okay everybody take some rubbers at your age you're going
4: to be
1: having a lot of urges you're going to want to take off your clothes and touch each other but if you do touch each other you will get chlamydia and die
0: so it's like this scare tactic in when it comes to the sex education and everything in america It's just like, okay, so if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. If you have sex, you know, you're going to get an STD. And I think there are consequences associated with not educating or education about sexual health um, issues, including sexual transmitted infections and diseases, unintended pregnancies, and sexual violence. So most people that I've communicated with and those who are in this um, podcast, almost everyone have talked about... um, sex or coming from people, their peers, sex education through school, social media, pornography, and movie scenes. So, that's kind of how the sex education thing is in America. I don't think we really are comfortable with talking about our sexual health when it comes to teenagers, when it comes to um our children. And I know you said you wanted to say something, Leah, about mm-hmm. You know the sex education
1: part, definitely. So, um, I qu- want to do a quick poll with everyone in the room. Um, so, <laughs> somebody's calling. Um, my bad, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm this I want to do a quick poll. It's <laughs> okay i want to do a quick poll with everyone in the room um yay or nay so everyone has to say something you have to say yay you have to say nay because we don't have we have a little video but it's mostly audio so um my first question is did having sex education make you want to have sex no i'm
0: joking (laughs) No. so
1: i would say nay no
0: no
4: no no i don't think it encouraged me to have sex it's just when it was my time and I was ready, and that's the thing, was consent, um, it was my choice, okay. that I knew how to protect myself.
1: Okay, the second thing I wanted to say was, um, so everyone went around the room and shared their first aspects of sex education. The research has shown that actually, the most two, top two common forms of sex education is pornography, which I did not hear, yeah I said porn
0: well I didn't say I was talking porn but most (laughs) people most people who do learn about sex is through they're watching porn like it's their first time ever and pornography
1: is you know we're not putting a moral judgment on it but as a 12 or 11, or someone that's brain isn't fully developed, right. and that's their first entry on sex education, that's not the best thing. Right. And the second most common one is peer influences, right? right. So I'm a 12, 11-year-old, I'm in middle school, and my 12 or 11-year-old friends that are have 12 or 11-year-old mm-hmm. logic, they're my sex education, as opposed to adults who have been through some things, as opposed to people that are knowledgeable in sex education. So, I mean... So... <laughs>
0: I, and um, I kind of want to say something on that because it's like, even with adults, it's just like I remember we went, we did an outreach event, yeah, and we had condoms on our table, mm-hmm. and a mom, I mean, condoms and candy, of mm-hmm. course, but we were giving out candies because it was Halloween, mm-hmm. and a mom, um, didn't want her child, their children, come to our table, which is perfectly fine because yeah. you don't have to, you know, have your child come to our table, yeah, but oh, you guys are promoting kids to have sex? No, we're not. We were rather the teen and we have more teenagers grabbing condoms than anything mm-hmm. but it's just more i feel like um parents are so uncomfortable yeah. with talking to their kids about sex and i kind of wanted to um I but seeing,
2: piece. Oh, that yeah, oh you can go go ahead go ahead i know a lot of cases where the parents don't talk to the kids about sex and something happens like raped or they've been touched and they don't feel comfortable going to that parent because they never had that discussion. Or they don't even know what it was. Right. That's a big one. And then now they get older, they feel like it's okay to have sex with multiple people or just freely and neatly just...
1: Giving it up. <laughs> right. Um, so that's a a good point that we probably hit in part two, for sure. Um, so I'm going to read through the definition of sex education. I'm going to pause at certain parts. When I pause, I want you to say yay or nay if you learned about this in sex education. Okay. okay. okay? So sex education is the instruction of issues relating to human sexuality, including... Emotional relations and responsibilities? No. No? No. No. Okay. Um, sexual activity?
0: Yes. Barely. No. Yes. I'm just going to say no.
1: Okay. Um, sexual reproduction? Yes. 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 Okay. Age of consent? No. 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 I didn't get that. Rep- reproductive health? No. 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 Yes. Reproductive rights? No. No. Safe sex. Yes.
0: yes. No. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Full safe sex. <laughs> well. <laughs> right. so safe sex also involves right, getting tested together. It's right, getting tested, yeah, no, right. no, no, no. Um, birth control. No. 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 Which I think is really sad. Not in high school, but yeah. no. Um, sexual abstinence. Yes. 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 Okay, I have a few more for y'all. I'm so sorry. Um, consent. Yeah. No. No. Communication. No. 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 Abuse. No. Pornography. No. no. STD, STIs. Yes. Yes. Pregnancy. Yes. yes. Self-respect. No. no. Non-intimate forms, non-sexual forms of intimacy. No. No. What did you learn from that activity?
0: I really learned anything. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just shows that I we lack, we, I it just, it shows that we just lack the, that sex is not is considered just to be more of a physical thing i feel that um or just going science. through the activity right in science is not more of okay you're going to have these if you have sex there're going to be some emotional you know boundaries some things that's going to happen you know when you have sex when you have sex you don't, you don't know how to communicate your feelings you know just a lot of things that's just more they need to go more in depth right more geared, geared towards and, like, here's
4: stis and I barely remember talking about HIV. They talked about condoms, but they can never show us condoms. How to put on a condom. So, like, I didn't know what like, condoms really looked like until I was older. And I got most of my sex education in, in college when I was taking human
1: sexuality. He said that, too.
4: Yeah. yeah, and that's when, like, my professor whipped out, like, all the different types of birth control. Even, like, the, like, nexplanon, what it would look like in your
1: arm, mm-hmm. the
4: internal condoms, the male condoms, um, all, like, everything. That's when I got all of my rounded sex education. See, like, Definitely. In see,
2: grade school part of my age group.
1: They would focus on HIV and AIDS. Yeah. And you didn't really talk about any other STIs. STIs. Yeah. STIs. yeah. Do you yeah. guys know the top um top three STIs? Chlamydia, Chlamydia gonorrhea,
3: syphilis. syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. Let me oh, let me nice. jump in here. Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be sitting at the table with uh, most everybody at this table is, um, uh, uh, twenty in their twenties and. Uh, Maybe one is in, in their 30s. i <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm in my sixties, and so there is a lot of information that I'm learning, uh, working with these young people, and I will. I'm, I'm. I can clearly say that I learned about sex education from uh, my friends mm-hmm. and people uh, that I encountered as I was growing up. Right. Uh, and and. You know, growing up in my neighborhood, parents never talked to, uh, to the boys about sex education for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, we learned it from older guys. Mm-hmm. And we made a lot of mistakes because we didn't understand the consequences that was associated with the act that they told us about. Right, right. As far as uh, condoms, we saw condoms but we never really was educated on the proper use of condoms and the different kinds of condoms. So, this has been a wealth of information. I'm I'm giddy about it because I see the difference that it will make in generations to come with what the kind of education that's going about now.
0: Right. And I just want to um pinpoint something that there are three main sex education curricula employed in the United States. Um, You have abstinence only, abstinence plus, and comprehensive curricula. And I'm just going to go over the definitions of each. Abstinence only um, is abstinence. You're not having sex until marriage programs are sometimes called sexual risk avoidance programs. And teach abstinence only as the morally sound um, way of protecting yourself against HIV, AIDS, any type of sexual transmitted disease or sexual transmitted infections. And these curriculums do not provide information on the use of contraception or condoms to prevent disease such as unattended pregnancies. Um, And we have abstinence plus education, which includes information about contraception and condoms, but promotes abstinence until marriage. And then we have comprehensive sex education where it teaches... The sexuality is a normal unhealthy part of the sexuality is a normal and healthy part of human life. And this curriculum discusses abstinence as the most effective way for teens to avoid unattended pregnancies and sexual transmitted diseases and infections, but also equip students to make their own decisions from an informed perspective without invoking shame. The comprehensive curriculum covers a wide variety of shame free topics such as human development, relationships, interpersonal skills, sexual um, expression, sexual health, and the way society and a culture influence um, understanding sexuality. And then, since 1996, over 1 billion. In state and federal funding has been allocated for abstinence only education, despite evidence showing this approach is ineffective. The sex education that the u s students receive is often not evidence based practice or evidence based science or values natural um um neutral so it shows that yes, we can preach abstinence all day, but there needs to be some other things um to involve you know with our our education. I feel like um, in European countries, um, well-developed, um, countries, we have the least, according to, um, my research, we have, um, the least education here in the United States, and that's the issue, so we have the highest teen pregnancies, we have the highest, um, Yeah, we have the highest teen pregnancies in the U.S., the highest rate for sexual transmitted diseases. Um, Nearly 750,000 teens in the U.S. will become pregnant this year. And half of the 20 million new cases of sexually transmitted diseases will be diagnosed in young people ages 15 to 24. And we are ranked first among developed nations um, for these things, you know.
4: Out of all the things that were ranked like number one for in the USA, they're all usually pretty bad things that we don't have any type <laughs> right our of healthcare system. It uh, is, is sucks. Yeah, our so. inmates, our STIs, our teeth. It's just yeah. And yeah. Um, in Europe, they actually do get like other community partners, like preachers and churches. They actually show like little little um, programs where it's like this is how like HIV would be transmitted with different cups. Like you have one person that's infected, and then. Right. Like, they don't know until the very end. It's like, you can see how many people are now exposed with with unsafe sex practices right. um, and not getting tested and checking yourself. Right. And
2: then so. you treat it as a drug because it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. I don't know about one person that has sex and be like, oh, I could stop cold turkey. Right. Especially if you do it with somebody that's experienced. Yeah, sex right. can be an
4: addiction. So it's just, it's not just, you know, substance abuse. There's so many other terms that can be. Put with addiction including like gambling shopping sex can also be that part right. you know
3: it's unfortunate but we don't we don't realize that when we have unprotected sex we are exchanging more than an encounter it's a spiritual exchange and that leads to the addiction
1: right. okay leah um i had a question too so we've talked about some really good things today we talked about what is sex education topics how we're ranking globally these important things. Um, how do we push the needle forward? You know, what are we going to do when our future children or our little cousin comes up to us and they're 16, 15, and they're like, I'm dating somebody, I think I want to have sex. What should I do? What, I mean, what are you going to tell I that mean, person? I mean, for one,
0: just, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility, you know, that comes with having sex. And I don't think we... Really much talk about. We rarely talk about the responsibility, the emotional responsibility. Because if I had sex with this person, I lose my virginity, and we, and I'm thinking this person is going to be the love of my life for the rest of my life, and we break up. Now I have to deal with the emotions of breaking up with the person I lost my virginity to. Or, um, not only that, I we haven't really talked about sexual abuse or, you know. Rape any uh, um either if a child comes to me and tell me, you know that somebody touched them. How do you address those situations? Um,
2: and especially if it's a family member, a
0: family member, right? Well, most you times know. it is. Yeah, they said yeah. um
1: eighty to eighty to almost ninety percent. It is someone you know. Someone, um, even if you don't know, they're adjacent to you. Right. So they're a friend of a friend, they're a family friend. A lot of times it's it's someone... Usually who, not a stranger.
3: stranger. Usually
1: me, not a stranger.
3: Let me jump in here and say, uh, I was fortunate enough uh, last year to go to Amsterdam. Hmm. And Amsterdam uh, was a unique, it's a unique place. And one of the things that mm-hmm. leaped out at me was the fact that uh, mm-hmm. I was Amsterdam. in downtown Amsterdam and there were... Uh, uh, the female, uh, the prostitutes, I mean, I could say. Sex workers. Sex workers. Sex workers, sex workers.
0: workers. I I
3: was just lost there. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Reaching. reaching. Yes, yes. And and, uh, less than 100 yards away was a daycare. And less than that was a condom store. And so... They they, have condom vending machines. Yeah, and so Mm -hmm. what happens is uh, the, the, the tour guide, explain to us that they teach their children from daycare on so right. they have less stds in that country they yeah. have less unwanted pregnancies and the reason why is because they're educating these children they're transparent. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, before it becomes something to, of interest to them right. right at that point at the point of conception or interaction or permission uh, I mean, it's not exciting or a mystery to them because they know the consequences of Such the activity, tappy. and mm, they know right, how. To, right, right. Know knowledge, how to, knowledge
1: yeah. is power. When
0: so, someone, I think America.
3: I apologize. Mm-hmm. I think America could learn something. From what's happening, in I the think abstract. we could
0: too. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely could too. Even um, as I was stating about um, when it comes to sexual Sorry. abuse, mm-hmm. sexual violence, rape, molestation, um, things of that nature, I think about when we tell our kids about their reproductive systems. Oh, this is your hoo ha. Okay, so if somebody's telling me a child come and tell me that they touched their hoo ha, or if I was an investigator or something, would uh, so what is your hoo ha? You know what are these things? They Grand don't know the terms. proper term. The proper I mean, terms, even the terms like fast the, or like with the R Kelly books.
1: thing. Like those girls are fast. Those girls are fast, and it's like they were sexually assaulted.
0: Right, right. Um, or even either um Labusi and his kids paying for him paying for his son and his nephew to get head. You know, and the that's the term head oral sex to get oral sex from a grown woman, which is very which is um which is pretty much unacceptable. Um, And a lot of people agree with it. And I'm gonna say a lot of people agree with it because they were touched at 12 years old by a 30 year old woman and think that was okay. Why? Because it was never talked to them that it was okay or it's not okay or you know they never had the proper education on sexual health and what's okay and what's not okay you know so I feel like when it comes down to the education and to the proper terms of what your vagina is what your penis body literacy your body yes body literacy those things are important so when things like that come up uh, we're not not saying we're not surprised, but our kids or our children can effectively communicate with us what's going on in their lives. I yeah. just want to
4: make sure, like, with, because I've got two nephews right now. They're still little toddlers and everything. And I've got two new baby nieces or nephews on the way this year. I just want to make sure, like, with my siblings or nieces and nephews or if I have a kid or kids, that I'm a safe place for them to come. That I'm not going to judge them It's like, right, okay, so right. you did have unprotected sex. We got to go make sure that we don't have any type of STIs or HIV because right, if right. it's something that's treatable, let's go treat it because we don't want that to sit around. Right. So just making sure, like, like I've got younger siblings, like, if they want to talk to me about it, they know I'm not going to go to my mom and dad. I'm just like, here's, as an advocate and a sex educator, this is what the next steps need to be.
2: I see a lot of kids think their family is going to hang them. Yeah but mine
4: my, no my, I openly show it's like um, yeah I've got condoms I do bags like I'm very open about what I wow. do for a profession a person, right so they wow. know I'm not going to be like
2: embarrassed to talk about but that but I think the first step is the parents should make the child feel comfortable to have that discussion with them right my mama because makes me feel comfortable some people so I we can talk to about that. she knows or what goes on around household stay or you know what I mean what they do that's them you, you don't do that Right, it comes so, down to communication and trust, and being so, able to pressure, effectively communicate. You know, oh, I had sex with a girl, but
3: how can I explain? I caught chlamydia
2: to my mom. Right, and I'm I'm too young to go find out the information about myself.
0: Right, and I think we just in America, especially because we're such a conservative country. We're very conservative. Sex is just such a huge taboo. Like it's yeah, wrong. Everyone's, if it, sex I mean, plus the South. yes, <laughs> yes. Sex plus the South is very South like, oh, this is so inappropriate. Having sex is horrible. And then you have your parents. When you try to talk to the parents about sex, it's like, okay. You know, if I tell my mom, I'm going to get a whooping, or if I'm feeling a certain type of way regarding my sexuality, or if I'm starting to feel like these urges, because I mean, it's hormones. I mean, it's science. We feel those things because we're human. Um, And if I'm having those issues, I feel like I should be able to come and talk to my parents about this. But most of the time that doesn't happen. And then we have the misinformation when it comes to the education of sex or, oh, my homeboy told me if I put on two rubbers, I'm straight. Um, No, you're not. Please don't put on two rubbers. The light text time they about two will destroy
4: each other. And right, you'll have that is
0: them so rip. incorrect. Doubling oh. up is not cool. No, please try. <laughs> um, and I just think that, you know. I so, uh, what are some things, some misinformation that you've learned? I still
4: remember about douching. Like, if you douche after sex, which is um, like essentially just taking a turkey baster and pumping up a fluid up there, that actually pushes like the vinegar. sperm up further. So, especially when it comes to pregnancy, that can increase your risk. <laughs> <Right.
1: from> pregnancy. <unpromising. laughs> yeah, and there was, there
0: and was, you're was, not even supposed to douche. No, like, you're not is supposed unhealthy. to you're, That's um, what they say. The,
4: the vagina is self-cleaning. It's got its own chemicals and everything. Its own pH. So, by doing that, you're, you're destroying that environment that's self cleaning. Right. Self-cleaning. right. Um, so, and also, um, when it comes to like virginity, we always talk about like penis and vat, uh, vagina, but losing your virginity, um, however you want to call it, that's also included in oral and anal. So, it's yes, like, well, I haven't lost kind of my virginity, but you've done oral and anal. Yes. You've still had sex
0: yeah so we don't the talk hymen about is not the end
4: all be all kind of thing
0: yes and i think it's, it's misinformation too mm. on the hymen thing especially when ti was like he would take his daughter oh. to go to the doctor to make sure her hymen was still intact first of all your hymen can break just by riding a bike so that's misinformation right there that a person who hymen is broken is automatically not a virgin incorrect information that's also like, putting a lot
4: of pressure on females cisgender females um, about their virginity, that you have to keep it like secret and safe, but guys could go have sex wherever. And I'm like, well, who are all the guys having sex with? All these heterosexual guys having sex with right, each right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> each other. I mean, so what was some misinformation, Mr. Eugene?
3: Well, I mean, you guys have opened uh, Pandora's box on <laughs> so many different things until you educate me every day. Uh, right this this whole business of sex education and and things that we Uh, misunderstood about sex uh, as we educate our youth today Mm -hmm. I think it will make our whole society much better uh, equipped to handle just some of the things and focus on things that are going to make them, you know, just better human beings I mean, when you understand uh, the outcome and how to protect yourself from things that could, you know, uh, throw you off course as far Mm -hmm. as your life is concerned I mean, you're better off. I mean, it, again, at my day and time, they did not educate us, Right. Uh, and we just went about and listened to one another, and uh, we formed our own opinion and had our own stories and things like the uh, the douche and, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and and how to uh, stop a pregnancy and all of that kind of stuff. All of, I'm learning. I mean, I learned over a period of time that. Uh, we were misinformed with a lot of stuff and which created problems later for us, which is the reason why a lot of uh, ladies had problems.
0: Right.
3: You know, and guys had problems, you know. uh, The myth about uh, uh, being a virgin and and the hymen and all of that stuff. I mean, sex education is so important, and it will make us all uh, have a much better place to live in. Yeah,
4: and you get to change the narrative with future kids, grandkids, all right. that, you get to tell them and you get to be that safe person that you get to go to. Right. Right. So right. moving down the line, like with our kids and everything, we get to, like, this is the information we never got, but we wish we had.
2: Right.
3: And I really think we put a little bit too much emphasis on uh, uh, this whole, uh, uh, it's such a quiet thing to talk about. I mean, it's its a secret. I think we make it, we create, we create, uh, uh, we create situations where people seek out and want to try it because it's a secret it's like anything else that you know that people say is the best they put it in the back or they raise the price of it or they tell you you can't everybody wants it so uh, i think with education and uh, uh, using the proper language and uh, you know the parents starting the education process is is the best way to help to curve if not Uh, prevent a lot of unnecessary and unwanted circumstances.
4: That's why it's good, like working here because we get to be loud about it. Oh,
3: yes!
0: Oh, yes. It's, uh, I enjoy having these conversations (laughs) with you guys because I feel like we don't have a lot of round table talk discussions and discussions about sexual health, round table talk, um, (laughs) or not only just that, just about holding people accountable about you know when it comes down to their sexual health you know we find so many people even people when we when they come in for testing and stuff people are um i always say this do not base your sexual health off the next person like you have to go get tested you have to know about your sexual health protect yourself, um, protect yourself. you know if that person don't want to use condoms okay well i rather use condoms because you know this better for me. I'm just protecting myself. Um so there is a huge deficient when it comes down to the education in America in um in the US and it's been documented. Research research um shows that, you know, America sucks when it comes to <laughs> the sexual health. South. You know, the I mean overall when it yeah. just our healthcare system sucks, you know. <laughs> um so I feel like um when it comes down to the education, we have to be very open um, and not judgmental when it comes to giving that education or receiving that education. A lot of things can be definitely avoided: um, unattended um, pregnancies and um, STIs and STDs, and you know just the education. Like I said, we all learn differently from everywhere, and even regarding in the generation.
2: For some reason, I don't know why they think like this, but they rather give head oral sex before they have sex and think that's safe sex. Right, because you can like, still
0: get an STD and an STI in You don't know what's in that throat. Right, right. You <laughs> <know what you laughs> right. Seven through oral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you can get all. There's Twenty-two so STDs. Seven it as,
2: through oral. At least I'm not going to get pregnant. Wow. But bump everything else. Like that's right, really and then you go
0: kiss. Yeah.
1: Tom. but you, you know what? You're seeing that now with the Gen Z. So our middle school and our high school population. First of all, having less sex. People think they're swinging off the roof. They're having much less sex. Our generation had less sex, say statistically, than our parents. Yeah. Right. So people think that's an, a, a first myth. Second thing is um, more so, I think I think it's changing, but they say that the middle school and high school population... I'll hold that for you. That's okay. They're doing um, oral, anal, but not doing penetration because of the pregnancy scared but they don't have the education to know well anal still requires certain Protection, protection, and you know? lubricant, and right because maybe
0: the oral anal so don't stretch tested, like the vagina. Oral, you know? so <laughs>
1: it's,
0: not elastic. it's not the same. It's not elastic. Anal is not elastic, and you don't want so. to tear the
4: anus and everything because then you're opening up. <laughs> right. You're opening it up for all these types of infections, not just STIs and HIV, but all other types I'm of infections. infections and you know what, that sound like es- that sex education. and then you'll be a
0: real any boy Sex education. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not inclusive. No, it's not. Do we learn about, about how I can vagina. protect myself if I'm bisexual? How I can protect myself if I'm a lesbian? How I can or protect trans. myself if I'm transgender? How I can protect myself if I'm if I'm asexual? If I never want to touch somebody, but I, you know, I like I hand-holding a, and cuddling, like that's... Yeah, non-sexual forms intimacy. of intimacy. That is so. When I do my personal sex education with my cousins and stuff, I talk a lot about non-sexual forms of intimacy. Because I think we have a really bad thing in a culture that... Sex, sex is, is just physical, it. that's it. It's just piece intimacy, of vagina and that's it. Or intimacy is
0: sex. I mean, intimacy could be just, like you said, holding hands. Yeah. It can be having a conversation, like uh, communicating with the, with the individual. You know, oh, just you intimate. Like yeah, just being intimate. Um, Not just on a physical level, but on a mental, on an emotional, on a spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can be... It's just, I mean, see outside of um you know the physical part like we don't have to have sex um for you to have an emotional connection to me or for you to have build some type of relationship with me we can definitely you know get to know each other and build up that emotional connection just you know um just other things. So we're going to wrap up this first session. Um, we're definitely going to have a part two of this. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to go into our reasons for the seasons. Um, I, I guess I'll start. Um, the reasons for the seasons is just what we're doing in quarantine, what we're doing through COVID-19 since we're all, I mean, now they're kind of like opening up things. You know, a lot of people are still not wanting to go out. Um, I definitely have been changing my eating habits um, to be a little bit more healthier um, reading, writing. My husband bought me a keyboard, so I've been playing a little keyboard or whatever. So (laughs) that's what I, (laughs) right. I played for him this morning, kind of like serenading him a little bit, but, um, that's what I've been doing. Just trying to do other things, um, to keep me sane and positive. And that's what I've been doing in this quarantine time and a lot of meditation. Uh, My reason for the season is I started drinking
4: unsweet black tea every single day, at least a cup or more. Um, I've noticed an increase in my mood, like a really good boost, but not over like too much caffeine. It keeps me calm and yet happy. Um, I've started gardening, which has been that like we're doing a digging progress now. Um, So, yes, it really helps with mental health by gardening and you're planting new life and you get to see the literal fruits of your labor. Um, and it's something that doesn't require a bunch of money. You just need, like, a little starter kit. You learn about your plant. You learn about its needs. And it can be for, like, lettuce will be harvested in 45 days. And then something like lavender, that's going to take a few months for me. So it's, it's a nice mental health progress for me. And I really enjoy going home and checking out my little sproutlings.
3: Okay. Yeah. I've started um, uh, support uh, really doing more yoga. Oh, oh I yoga. I love yoga. Yeah. And, and it really just helps to center me and quieten me. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to uh, just meditate and, uh, it, and, and it keeps me flexible. I find out that a lot of people get injured because they're not flexible. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I matriculate, mm-hmm. uh, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm still relevant when it comes to movement. So I found yoga is a, a stress reliever for me uh and uh, so that's what i'm doing
1: you're okay. still relevant yoga in the house <laughs> um i think for me lately it's just been reading more just like getting more in touch with like real books versus like reading online or reading articles which i'm normally used to um and giving myself the permission to change my mind when I get new information. Mm, yeah. I think I pride myself on being like a continual learner, always getting things. But I think um, sometimes we're just very stuck in our ways or we're like, oh, no, I don't want to. No, no, no. And it's like, well, now you know this and now you, right. you know that. You're allowed to change your opinion. You're allowed to change your mind, you know. Yeah. like So I think um, giving yourself permission to change your mind is really helpful. I like that.
2: Well, I've just been spending more quality time with my family and friends.
1: Okay, fam and friends,
0: that's what's up. So, um, again, we would like to thank Mr. Eugene and Elijah for coming in on our um podcast today. Cause I know I've been wanting you guys on our podcast when we have these conversations to have some male perspectives. Um of our topics and we definitely have more topics to come mm-hmm. and we can definitely use your perspectives and your ideas and what you guys think um but this is definitely good um and we're gonna go on our part two. so thank you for tuning and people whoop, whoop. we usually just